0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I am an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and hopefully interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello everyone. Um, Here I am back uh, with Audra, and I just wanted to do a little bit of an intro um, for us again, (laughs) because this is not one part of two, it is like five of 25, and um, we're gonna be coming to you a lot more from this living room floor space, because we have been having so much fun having these conversations, and we don't currently see an end to it, so I hope you're loving them. Um, We absolutely are. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that, um, we're going to be doing this a lot. And also I will still be having other interviews interspersed and other casual conversations too, because, um, I do what I want and I do what is the most fun and, um, I'm having the most fun with this. So would love to hear if you're enjoying this, please let me know. Um, please please rate this podcast and give a five-star review if you love it and leave some positive feedback if you have it. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Um, it really helps us get, uh, seen by other, um, people who might enjoy this podcast. Um, so I hope you love it and I'll talk to you soon. Hello movie. and welcome back to Audra's carpet, where we sit and have conversations
1: that go God knows where. Like <laughs> who the fuck knows where this is gonna go. What are you What are you drinking this morning? I am drinking um, coffee with heavy cream and brown sugar. Mm. Um, it's so good. I went through this thing for a while where. Um, I wasn't a coffee drinker, like, historically, but when I met Joshua, he was a barista. Mm. And at that point, my idea of coffee was a java chip frappuccino from Starbucks. And his bougie ass was like, no, ma'am. No, thank you. (laughs) And so, like, slowly over time, he worked me back and back and back and back until I could drink black coffee. And I spent a long time drinking black coffee. And then it was like, after he died at some point, I was like do I like black coffee or is this like an aesthetic thing? Because I like the person being the person who drinks black coffee. Do I like the black coffee? Do I like the It's an identity. It's an identity piece. And so I started like adding shit back into my coffee. And one day I was just like, Oh my God, no, this is it. Like I, I learned how to love black coffee and then I learned how to love myself. So
0: So we're back. Heavy
1: cream and brown sugar. Like lots of both. It's not even, like, it's like, you can see it, my my uh, coffee is very, 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 like,
0: light tan. <laughs> I, uh, I, my theme for the year is high maintenance, right? Oh, like, I love it. I think more. I shared this on uh, Instagram a little bit, but, like, I, I just was, for the longest time, especially, like, how we grew up, it was, like, you know, women were supposed to be, like, fucking beautiful naturally, and, like, also just, like, not inconveniencing to anyone. Uh Uh-huh. So I had, like, kind of, like, tried to keep everything that I used for, like, self-care to a minimum, keep things as simple as possible so that I wouldn't inconvenience anyone. So right now I have a matcha latte that I made at home Mm. with a foamer with almond milk creamer. And uh, blue spirulina. <laughs> oh, that is big, and yeah. collagen. I'm into <laughs> it. This is every morning what I drink. <laughs> this is, <laughs>
1: I love this trajectory to be honest with you, and like I love the way it plays out in such like integral spaces in our life. Like, it's literally just the, the drink you drink every morning, but it's also yeah. this way of like giving the middle finger to this entire ethos that says the less space we take up and the less, the fewer requirements that we have in order to feel nourished and good and all of the things, the better. Like, fuck that.
0: Have your blue spirulina. Like, <laughs> have that. And then I have a colorful beverage. Yes. <laughs> well, I went to Nashville. It was, like, a couple months ago, and I got this like smoothie bowl thing mm. that was very bougie and it was bright blue and I was like what is in this like I need to know yeah and they told me and I was like all right I'm getting some of that because oh. I want everything I eat to be this color. yes
1: exactly <laughs> have
0: you ever been to um
1: unbakery in Kansas City? Uh, since I'm allergic
0: to gluten, I feel like it's unlikely.
1: It's actually there, it's all raw and gluten free.
0: No way. Yes. Oh my
1: god, oh my god. I'm Why have so we not gone? I have no idea. I actually just discovered it with Kinsey recently. Um, we ended up there because we were trying to go to another place, but they were closed for the day. Um, so we just literally stumbled onto this tiny little place, but it's all like raw, I want to say raw, vegan, gluten free. I want to say. Wow. But yeah, it's like, it's amazing. But they have juices and like raw desserts and stuff like that. Um, but I remember the first time we went in there, I got this smoothie that was like this, it was this blue teal color I had never seen before. It's their winter mint smoothie. And it was mm. so fucking good. And I had that same like embodied experience of like, oh, this is a beautiful color. And I want everything that goes in my body to be this
0: beautiful. <laughs> From I want it to own. be this pretty.
1: Uh-huh, I want it to be pretty.
0: Mm. yeah because why not? why not yeah I love that you said you felt like what you you said a full body experience yes. or whatever yeah so I've been thinking about like the different senses and like um obviously I do embodiment coaching mm-hmm. so I focus on like how people connect in mm. to their bodies and like respond to their bodies etc but I've been realizing that like Different people connect with different senses more strongly than others. Yeah, and um, it doesn't mean we don't all connect to our bodies. We do. But just like noting my own experience might be quite different than some other people's. Yes. And I um, I was thinking about this this morning. This might get kind of dark. But... Listen. Um, Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the right space for that. <laughs> um but like i i was in a, a class last night and um, someone called my name like specifically talking about me and i felt like this full body like tingle up my spine and i was mm-hmm. like i was like okay like that's interesting and i realized like in that moment i realized that's been happening and it's happened quite a bit in the past couple of weeks where any time i've been recognized or seen my body has mm-hmm. a specific reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't felt that or noticed that in a long time. And I was thinking about it and I realized like, cause my reaction to like dangerous situations is usually freeze. And mm-hmm. there've been instances in my past where I've been like physically like confronted by people who quote unquote saw me, mm-hmm. not like me as me, but like recognized me and put their attention on me. And it was a really negative. Experience like a really unsafe one. Yeah. And like, I think from those experiences, I shut that, like noticing that feeling off because it was so associated with something really bad. Yeah. And, um, just in the past, like, I think it's probably more like a month. I've noticed these times when like I've been recognized and it's felt like really amazing. Mm -hmm. And I've actually allowed myself to feel that, like that, Oh, my body is like, Like, hey, you're being recognized right now. And it's actually, like... You're being safe. It's safe to be seen. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, (laughs) It's such a thing, like... And I feel like it's probably a pretty common experience for those of us in femme-presenting bodies to, like, develop a sense of unsafety around being seen and being, Mm -hmm. like, perceived. Like, I like there's there's that piece of us that's always like and for me i don't know if this is the case for you for me it's i've always had a little bit of a push pull with that like i want to be seen i want to be perceived and recognized but also when i am i'm a little bit like wary of it because we've been trained like over time like being perceived that was such a baller catch um (laughs) There should just be a like a little white um, Yeah perfect <laughs> just Barely missed dousing my entire laptop and coffee that <laughs> um, I'm really excited that I caught that. Thank you for coming the hotel.
0: Yeah <laughs>
1: um, But no, we just like learned so young and so often mm-hmm. like that's the thing I think it's that it started so young and for most of us the experiences of oh it's not always safe to be seen it's not always safe to be recognized um all of that goes so fucking deep like learning how to feel that as purely a safe and good thing that's
0: not small no it's not and it's like it's really fascinating because i can i can feel like the i can actually feel that sensation and also notice that like there's a part of me that's like more in a space of curiosity like is this safe instead of immediately saying it's not yeah like i have a life that's like full of safety right now so it's kind of like this space of like curiosity of like is it safe and my body's like yeah these are these are like safe people yes but it's still it's still like a strange yeah experience
1: yeah not in a bad way just like it is yeah, it just is. And I think there's <laughs> wisdom in the fact that, like, you're you're not overswinging the pendulum from, like, oh, it's never safe to be seen and perceived and all of these things, all the way over to, oh, it's always safe. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're moving into the space of, like, curiosity and discernment. Like, yeah. being able to sit with the scenario and going, okay, I'm, I'm, like, being witnessed right now. Is that in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> like, is yeah. that, is there, like, some additional sense of, like, safety or like, boundary that I need to offer myself. Um, yeah, it's a wild thing to, like, start to be surrounded by more safe people than you are unsafe people
0: because
1: mm-hmm. that has not been most of our previous experiences.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, it's so interesting because, like, for me, this, like, my, like, my entire journey, like, of my adult life has been, like, moving into a space of, like, Relating to my body and like mm. coming back to sensation and awareness and like connection to myself. And it's probably going to continue to be the trajectory, but what I'm realizing is like my, my like gift, whatever, whatever that is, is related to like my sensations mm. and like how, like how I'm sensing the world around me is through how things feel in my body. I just this past week,
1: God, I love our conversations because this (laughs) is just how we operate. Um, just this past week I did a cannabis meditation and I did something very different than I usually do. Usually when I do a cannabis meditation, it's literally just like, um, I smoke weed and pray like my current version of prayer, um, and like lay down on the floor and just like feel the sensations wash through my body. So for me, like the experience of like cannabis setting in, it feels like my bloodstream turns to glitter. Like that's how my body experiences it. Um, and it almost always seems like it pools, like the energy pools, the glitter like shows up in different spaces in my body dependent on what parts of myself need attention
0: mm. so
1: like I've noticed that um, Very commonly like if I'm feeling ungrounded, I'll feel a lot of it in my like feet and legs um, Like I feel a lot of the sensation there and so that's my trigger in my mind to be like, okay, I'm not feeling like my roots for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, And so like, I need to explore that. I need to look into offering myself some grounding. Um, A lot of times it shows up in like my lung and heart space um, because there's a lot of like heart self-protection and grief, which is associated with the lungs. Um, Those are a lot of the things I'm working through, but like complete tangent that was actually nothing I was planning to share. Um, But like cannabis meditation for me, like a lot of the times I literally just like smoke and then be with my body. Um, sometimes I'll smoke and then do like a free, write, So just like stream of consciousness, whatever the fuck comes out. Mm. But earlier this week I did um, a cannabis meditation and I had this instinct to turn on my voice recorder on my phone and just like talk mm. through whatever was on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that And I went back and listened to it a couple of days later. And I swear to God, it was the most like... It felt like a voyeuristic experience of like listening to something even I wasn't supposed to be listening to. (laughs) Because it was so like vulnerable (laughs) and raw. Yeah. And so much of it had to do... What kept coming back was core wounds. Like I kept talking about like my core wounding. Which for me... Is the belief That it is not safe to relax and soften Mm. Because if I relax and soften Like I'm not going to be supported
0: Mm. Right
1: I always have to be on guard I always have to be like very like strong and sturdy And ready to support myself Mm. So like I always have to be in my masculine Essentially And this like very stoned Very uninhibited version of me was just like i just want to fucking relax and i don't think i have ever really been relaxed in my entire life i don't think i have ever been like fully turned off like in terms of like my sense of the need to protect myself because nothing outside me is going to protect me like Hmm. nothing and no one is going to protect me Hmm. um And it was so interesting because I, like, had that entire, like, conversation with myself, with God, with the universe. And then what I circled back to was, like, how that core wounding, that core belief that it is not safe for me to soften and relax is also where my core desire lies. Mm. Because I know that the best version of me, the, like, depth of work the depth of contribution, the depth of, like, healing that I have to bring to the world is directly connected to my ability to soften and relax. Like, I know this is true. I know that, like, my core wound and my core contribution are the same goddamn thing. And, like, I hear that in you, too, like, because one of your core wounds was... Like that sensation of like it is not safe to be in my body. My body is not a safe place. For me, it's not safe for anyone else
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's gonna lead men into eternal damnation and it's gonna lead women astray because they're gonna see how beautiful I am and feel like oh like there's just
0: yeah a
1: million different ways that your disembodiment was part of your core wound. Mm-hmm. And so of course, of course, you reclaiming that is your contribution not only to the world but to yourself yeah. like as you're bringing yourself into your own healing that's then flowing outward toward the rest of the world mm-hmm. and so now i'm just so curious because i i feel like this is the first time i've made that connection inside myself it's like mm-hmm. that core wound of i have to do everything on my own i cannot rely on anyone no, i guess can't i can't rely on um, any system structure or person outside of me to protect me. So I have to be in armor 100% of the time ready to defend. Um, and I'm so curious because I know on the other side of that core wound is the fullest expression of my contribution, Mm -hmm. but I can't get to that until I do the healing work that allows me to relax and soften Mm -hmm. and believe that I can rely on (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I this is this, so this is the way. This is the way. Um yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because like I mean the things that we like th- this has two parts, probably more. But <laughs> but, but like two, for all of them. two things that are coming to mind are like one, like the thing that you offer the world does not need to be difficult for you to access. Mm. Um, because like, because obviously like, (laughs) that's why a lot of people feel imposter syndrome. It's like how, like, it just feels, it's so easy for me. I should be giving this away for free. Right. Yep. Yes. Um, it's like, or it doesn't seem valuable because it comes so easily to you. So there's that, um, want to name that. And then also what you're saying is that nine times out of 10, the, the thing that you want most Mm -hmm. deeply for yourself is going to cost you some intense healing work. Yes, and is also going to come back to the original thing that is easy for you to do. Yes. so it's it's not like it's not like the thing that you're going to be offering the world or you do offer the world is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's that you have to move through a lot of discomfort yes. to get to that space of giving it with ease.
1: Yes, yeah, and that's exactly it. Because like, like as a child. It's, it's sometimes hard to remember. I think this is one of the unique mind fucks of religious trauma, particularly for those of us who were raised in the church from the day of our birth. Right. Because yeah. in many ways, there was no before. The, yeah. Like, we, we don't yeah. have, like, memories that predate no. the trauma. Yeah. But, like, I remember as a kid, like, being, like, I was such an embodied kid and, like, always just wanted to be outside, like... Um, I always felt very safe in my environment. I never felt like I needed to defend or protect Um Mm -hmm. in pretty much any context like I grew up on a farm and so I could like be outside after dark and I never felt unsafe and Um, I think I as a child had a very high degree of that like sense of relaxation and softness and just like Mm -hmm. flow Um, which is essentially what I'm trying to get back to I think you're exactly right like there's this process that like, essentially takes us back into our initial essence. And then our essence is the thing from which we offer our contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like effortless, because it's just a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of us, it requires some unpacking of like some core woundedness, like some, some like ways that those, those very easy pieces of ourselves to offer have taken so many hits over time.
0: Hello loves. It's me, Christina. I wanted to interrupt this episode to talk to you briefly about my one-on-one rebuilding coaching series. This 12-week series is designed to transform the way you show up in your life, to help you discover your next step and support you to move confidently into it. We work on inner critic, dialogue, confidence, and trusting yourself to make decisions. I like to look at life as a series of endings and beginnings. There's so many of those in our lives, and I think this space is where the greatest transformation takes place. And whether you've already gone through a change, or feeling like there's a change around the corner, or just really feel like something is missing, these spaces are great for asking, what do I want now, and what is possible for me now? If you're really longing to live freely and trust yourself to move through life with confidence, this series is for you. My clients call this series transformative, empowering, and inspiring, and they often report after the series they feel confidence to say no, trust their worth, in touch with their bodies, and in tune with their instincts. This is a powerful container and can have huge long-term impacts on your life and well-being. You can learn more by visiting my website at www.ChristinaMCarlson.com, also listed in the show notes, um, and that's where you can learn more about working with me. Thanks for your time. Now back to the show
1: just like by the world around us by trauma, family, religion, what have you, it's different for each of us. But yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like, it's not actually that those things are hard for us to give. They're just a little challenging to access in the beginning. And then once we get them back, once we do the healing and integration, it just feels like not having to work at all. Because we're just like giving from the outflow of who we are.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. There's as you're talking, I'm I'm like having some having some questions, which Ooh. like I don't have the answers to this. Um, but like something that I thought of because I'm a parent, <clears throat> and that's like there there's not really a way to like to raise a child in our world mm-hmm. without core wounding happening. No. Like at least not that I know of, because because I'm not perfect. And most people aren't perfect. (laughs) (laughs) We're all coming from our own stuff. So even if you are the perfect parent, then your kid also has other people in their lives that might cause core wounds. Like, so, so, like, there is, there is an aspect of, like, having gone through whatever it is that we've gone through and, like, been through those core woundings that, like, then we go through the process of healing that to come back to our essence. Mm. There is like a wisdom that comes from moving through that process Mm -hmm. that we currently need. I'm not saying we'll forever need that, but like the way that our world is, we are in this space knowing how to move through that process Mm -hmm. is essential because we can help other people or show other people or guide other people in that same process. Yeah.
1: I think there's like, and it's so interesting because we never want to like over glorify suffering or like land right, in the space exactly. where it's like well you have to like, these terrible things had to happen for you to be right. here. like
0: sh- just fuck no, that.
1: No. But no, no. also there is like a degree to which um, there is a depth of wisdom and a depth of self-knowing I think um, That comes from having gone through some of the shit to like Recognize our wounds and heal ourselves. Like there's a reason I don't tend to be someone who's drawn like incredibly drawn To people who haven't experienced a whole lot of trauma or a whole lot of like Trump who haven't yeah,
0: yeah,
1: um, not even trauma. That's not the word I want for it. Um But like people who have a very natural sense of like optimism and everything being quite easy and coming quite naturally. Um, I don't tend to be drawn to those people, not because there's anything wrong with their journey, but because for me, there's something really beautiful and grounded about people who have seen some shit and had to like work through some shit and like fight Mm -hmm. for their healing and wholeness. Um, there's like a dimension that mm-hmm. comes to us, I think when we've had to like sit with some dark nights of the soul. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna like over glorify that, but I absolutely think that like for the people who have experienced life in that way, there is beauty and wisdom in like having had to work through those things.
0: So I'm curious because like, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And I'm also like, is there really a person who hasn't been through some shit? Or or are there people who are just, like, in denial of that shit and just <laughs> hold a positive outlook? Yes. And you don't relate to that? Yes. Because I find it hard that a person exists in this world, yes. even, as, even as a fucking billionaire, uh-huh. who doesn't go through some shit. Yes.
1: That's, I think that's exactly, like, for those of you who are not, like witnessing this I'm like flailing my arms in the air <laughs> to Christina cuz that's exactly it. and I think that's the piece that I don't um that like creates a disconnect for me because for me there's always that piece that's like what are you avoiding <laughs> Like,
0: what are you avoiding inside yourself? Yeah. That like, you, that you don't understand, so, or that to, you haven't like, experienced suffering. To, get to this space <laughs> of, like,
1: um, and I, I think there are people who just, like, naturally have such a deep optimism to them, regardless of the things they've been through. Sure. I think sure. Madison is great. so much one of those people, because, like, Madison, um, Madison Morgan, like, that human has been through some shit. And also, like, when you're in the room with her, she just has this incredibly, like, light, like, she doesn't have a heavy pain body is, is the way that she refers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those people exist. The people who, like, have been through a bunch of shit and still just, like, maintain such, like, deep optimism and joy because they've integrated the pain. Yeah, I was going to say, but she's, like, taking yes. the time
0: to do a, a yes. lot of work to integrate this. I
1: think that's what it and is. And communicate It's, like, I'm drawn to people who have... Um, who have like been through some shit and done the work to integrate it and regardless of how that ends up looking for them whether mm-hmm. that tends to be a Madison like character who's more like presents a little bit more like light and joyful and playful or if it's a you and I who tend to be a little bit more like like grounded like energetically like there's a little bit of a um, a gritty earthiness
0: mm-hmm.
1: like however that manifests I think that's the thing that that kind of makes the difference is like whether people have taken the time to integrate the shadows.
0: Yeah. You want to get super meta because (gasps) like, yeah, always (laughs) because what you're saying is like, as I hear you saying this, I'm like, "That's so fascinating." Because there's a lot of people who perceive me more like you just described, Madison. Mm, same. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> They're like, "You're so light and joyful <clears throat> and cheery yes. and I'm like always oh, positive," and I'm just like, "That's so interesting." I, <laughs> I think you see you see like the grittier aspects and earthy yes. aspects of me because you share them. We share them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We went like mirrored the back to one another. <laughs> oh, it's so, yeah. One of my, a current partner like was expressing to me a little bit ago, like how one of their favorite pieces of me is like my optimism and compassion and like deep sense of joy. And I was like, Oh, like, huh. Thank you for like, thank you for witnessing that because like that is a real part of me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's one that I've cultivated very consciously, yeah. but like, I don't, when i like see myself from the outside like if i if i like look at myself from the outside that's not how i perceive myself as like a body of just like optimism and joy
0: um okay, yeah. this is one of my favorite concepts to think about i think about this like every couple months and it always trips me out you can't ever really know what you're like to other people isn't that fucking wild it's so wild yes. because like i you can, you can be, like, as self-conscious as all get out. Mm-hmm. You can actually be incredibly self-aware and, yes. like, know, like, in general how you're doing things. You can be, like, you yes. can pay a ton of attention to this or non-attention to this. And you're never going to fucking know how you really no. truly... Appear to other yeah. people, even if they tell you because it's yes. their language their vision the way yeah. that they are perceiving you Yes, you've got like a million facets to you. Uh-huh. that you can't see
1: Yes, exactly and I think like <laughs> recognizing that in many ways people see us as a mirror of themselves Right is yeah. so because that was one of the things that We're getting in a projection. <laughs> yes, exactly like we like unpacked that as well when uh, when he said that to me Because, like, one of his tendencies is to, like, bring people into his life that are um, a reflection of characteristics that he admires and, like, wants to embody and all of these things. So I think in ways, like, he's looking for a thing that exists inside himself and seeing it in me. And it's, like, we're just mirroring this really lovely part that we both value Mm -hmm. back to one another and, like, creating more of it through our relationship to one another. Yeah. It's all... There's so much projection that goes into relating. Mm -hmm. And it's not all bad. No. It's not all bad. It's just, like, ever-present. Yeah. (laughs) Relating is fucking weird.
0: (laughs) Because, yeah, we're just never going to know how people... No. And, like, even if you're conscious of projection, which you can be, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be learning to do more of that (gasps) soon... Um, (laughs) so excited about, yeah, I didn't say I'm in devoted energy coaching school with Sarah Schilling. Um, and yeah, started last night and, um, yeah, really excited. The main thing that I'm really excited about, um, is getting super clear on what my contribution to the world is, which I feel like I'm already getting more clear, but like, yes, there, you can like see things and you can hear things from other people Mm -hmm. that they project onto you and you can hear and constantly but until you actually like own that for yourself yeah. it's like <sighs> it's external and like i think i i really want support in like mm. owning that yeah. and um, also just like having like really good energetic boundaries with oh, myself and other people yes. and with my clients yeah. Because, like, enmeshment was just, like, a part of, like, how mm-hmm. I was raised and um, just, like, learning new ways of doing things that aren't linear.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for you. What are you, like, most curious about as you embark on this next part?
0: Like, what it is, because I legitimately don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I signed up for this because I felt, like, pulled towards it mm-hmm. and um, just felt like this, this resonance. And... Mm-hmm. Was asked the question because I was looking at a couple of different programs. I my commitment is to be in coaching. Yeah. All while I'm coaching, um, so my I was looking at a program for this year, and I was looking at a couple of different ones. But when like I asked myself what, which, would it mean for me to be in like true integrity with like my 25 year long term mm. I'm in this for life game? The answer was this course. Yeah. So I want to know what it is. I want to know, like, yes. <laughs> I want to know everything. And I don't know, I don't know anything at this point. I mean, we got, like, a little tiny intro last night and a little thing to practice. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm I'm most curious about clearing my own energetics mm. and moving through my own shit mm-hmm. so that I can hold, like, a very clean space yeah. for yep. other people. Uh
1: Oh, I'm so excited. And I love that you're kind of like going into it, it seems like with a beginner's mind, like without any clear intention, not, not intention, because I know that like every, literally everything you do is intention backed. Um, Agenda. Yeah, like, <laughs> always. But like, it's so interesting. This is a thing I've been playing with in cannabis meditation a lot too, because I used to set a really clear intention for each like each time I sat. Um and I haven't been doing that recently. I've been going in with the mindset of like clearing the channel, like, like the, the part of me that is like able to magnetize whatever it is that I need to resource myself and then to like contribute to the world. Um, so it's like clearing the channel, but also um, the mantra I've kept coming back to recently has been to trust the medicine. And just, like, trust that I'm going to get exactly what I need from this in ways that I could not create an intention around because I just can't. Like, it's Mm -hmm. outside my intellectual brain. And it feels like in ways that's what you're going into this with is, like, a sensation of, I don't know exactly why I'm here, but I know that this is the medicine, and I trust that it's going to give me exactly what I need.
0: Yeah, and that – yeah, that's exactly like, an open-heartedness to that. It is. And, like – This is, this is so tricky and has been tricky because like I have always had a strong intuition and a strong sense, a bodily sense of what I wanted Mm -hmm. and didn't want. And, um, but then like being in religion where there was like a force that was like unseen that was Mm -hmm. like telling me to do the hardest things and punishing me if I didn't like, I, I left that and came out of religion and was like, okay, so shit that I can't prove is dangerous, you know? And then I entered the space of like play with spirituality and intuition. And, um, now I just feel like I'm in the place of like, no, it's, it's me Mm -hmm. and like the God in me and like the guidance Mm -hmm. and my, like, I, I, I think, um, I heard God described by Sora recently as like goddess as, like, the inner life force energy that's in everything. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's, like, that's kind of the energy that I'm following. And I like how I'm leaning into trusting that because mm-hmm. it's in myself, yeah. um, even when it doesn't make sense to my brain. Because what's interesting is, like, we think our, we like, whole clor- culture glorifies, like, our brain, right? And, like, how our minds yeah. work. Yep. But, like, look how well that's turning out. Like, not great, mm-hmm. right? So leaving religion and being like, I'm just going to trust, like, just my brain and just the things I can see. It's like, that's kind of what's got us in this spot is yes. only trusting our brain. Yeah. Like, there needs to be a more holistic way of looking at this. And I feel like that's that's where I'm at is, like, this approach of, like, yes, you're very intelligent in your mind and there is like a whole wealth of wisdom that you've yes. disconnected from you are going to be connecting back into yeah. and using for yourself mm-hmm. and the world. And
1: that can feel so destabilizing when you're starting it, <laughs> when you're in that, when you've been in that space for so long of like yeah. the intellectual world. I feel like that's been a huge component of my journey this past couple of years too is like Learning how to come out of my intellectual self, because that was such a beautiful coping mechanism and like a way that I dealt with deep instability and Mm -hmm. like the unreliability of my life landscape, um, was just like always understanding things intellectually as deeply as I could, um, it's destabilizing to let go of that and start moving into like the embodied and the spiritual, which for me are the same thing. Like I, I find spirit in body. Like that's,
0: yeah,
1: they're like deeply integrated for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard. Oh, it's so hard when you've been in that intellectual space for so long and all of a sudden you're experiencing things that are like beautiful and profound. And also you don't have language for them. You can't like explain them or quantify them in any way. That's, destabilizing and gorgeous and all of the things
0: yeah and like it's it's been taught to be untrustworthy oh yeah like which which makes a lot of sense for like where we've come from because it's Mm -hmm. like we for a lot of us like the reason we got out of religion was through our like mind we're like finally i'm not going to accept the things that don't make sense to me yeah and now i'm moving into a space where i'm accepting things that don't make sense to me Uh however the main component that's different. Is the stuff I was accepting before that didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me was also grating against who I was. It yes. was also causing harm. Yep. It was causing me harm and a lot of other people harm. It was and deeply disembodied. It was deeply disembodied. Mm-hmm. The, the connection is now I have my body and my feelings are welcome at the table. My intellect is oh. welcome at the table. Everything is welcome here yeah. and is in this process. Whereas before it was like all split into like a bunch of different yes. sections and yep. compartmental. Oh,
1: we were so fragmented. Yeah. We were so fragmented. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, it's interesting. And I think for a lot of us who reconstruct after deconstructing, this is one of the hardest parts. Because yeah. we like have learned over time to have a deep distrust of anything that we like can understand. Yeah because there was so much that we were just asked to be don't lean into your own understanding, like God's ways are higher than our ways. And there were were like a million little pithy phrases that people would toss back at us Mm. anytime we like dared to express any sort of like confusion or doubt. Um, And so like moving back into a space where there's a lot of stuff we're experiencing that isn't really explainable in intellectual terms Oh, it's so raw. It's so good. But yeah, like you said, it's like the dis or the disembodiment is what made it like and the external sourcing of it. Like, cause that's the thing, like growing up, it was disembodied, but it was also like that, like the wisdom and the knowledge and the stuff that I was, um, that I, that I was like holding on to in my childhood all came from outside of me. Yeah. It all came from other people. It all came from dogmas and theologies and things that had no roots inside me
0: yeah,
1: at all. Right. and like now all of the things that I don't understand are safer because they exist in the context of my body mm-hmm. like I can't intellectually understand it but I know it because I know it with my body
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's good Oh yeah, let's let's stop and get more to let's drink. Let's stop and get
1: more to drink. Okay, thanks
0: Do for episode. Love y'all. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitching day.